Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Theology Meets Life. This is a podcast about theology meeting life. We're going to talk about the Bible, Christianity, culture, all of that stuff, and uh, really try and bridge the gap between our intellectual side of our faith and the more emotional, experiential side of our faith, and take those more deeper things of Christianity and apply them to our everyday life. This week we're in our Asking for a Friend series, and we are answering the question, if God is omnipresent, is he present in hell? This is an amazing question. Thank you to whoever asked it, and I am super excited to share my response with you. I hope you enjoy. Hey, everyone. Hope you are doing well today. Welcome to our second episode, second response of Asking for a Friend. And this week, we are kind of keeping up with the hell uh, topic that we kind of dealt with last week. Last week, we talked a little bit about the nature of hell. This week, we are answering the question, if God is omnipresent, does that mean he is also in hell? So again, thank you to whoever asked this question. It's a really fascinating question. Kind of shows that you guys are really thinking deeply uh, about your faith and about Christianity in general and that you're really taking this seriously. So I really appreciate that. Um, and this was a fun question for me to answer. Uh, I did a lot of research just to really clarify what I wanted to say on it. And I think it's an interesting question uh for a few reasons right because uh you know obviously if god is truly omnipresent then he must be present everywhere but you've kind of heard we've heard so many people talk about hell as a place of being absent of the presence of god so how could god be present if his presence is absent to those in hell it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense and then if if god is truly in in hell in whatever way that means um, how can hell be a place absent of the presence of God? Uh, what does that even mean? Also, can God even be uh, in hell? Is there something wrong about that or whatever? Like, what does it mean? A lot of interesting uh, things come up with this question. Uh, so before we kind of get into the answer, we're going to give some background information just about omnipresence, a little bit about hell, oh, some biblical background. Um, but yeah, let's jump into it. So uh God's omnipresence is essentially the doctrine that God is, um, God is everywhere, right? So God is, you know, omni means all and present, you know, means present of it, obviously. So God is present, uh, at all, everywhere at all times, essentially, is what that is referring to. And it's, it's an essential part of God. You'll hear a lot of, uh, theologians or maybe, um, Christian philosophers talk about something called perfect being theology and will say that God's omnipresence is actually essential to what it means to be God. Um, now, there's another thing that's essential to God. Well, there's a number of other things, but for this topic, another thing, and that's God's justice. So uh, in order for God to be perfectly just, there needs to be a place called hell where those who don't trust Jesus for their salvation end up going. Um, now, we discussed the nature of hell in last week's episode, so go check that out for more information. But, um, you know, a little bit of biblical data here. Matthew 25 verses 41 says the words, uh, go depart from me, um, into the place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth, I believe is what it says. Um, essentially indicating, uh, if you read the passage in a whole, the idea is that it's indicating that those who go to hell depart from the presence of God. But as we've already established, uh, God's presence means that he's present everywhere. So how can someone in hell not be in the presence of God? Uh, right. It's, it's super interesting, right? But now, um, backtracking a little bit. So we were just talking about how 
uh, you know, hell has to exist, um, because of God's justice. There, this, there's also this other aspect that kind of relates to this whole conversation, um, which is another doctrine that theologians talk about, which is saying that God is the source of everything or of everything, sorry, and that nothing can exist without him creating and sustaining it, right? So understanding this doctrine, uh, essentially is saying that God has to be present in hell in some way. Otherwise, hell couldn't even exist because God is the one who sustains it. So there's a lot going on here. There's probably a lot of confusion in your mind, probably more confusion in your mind uh, than when you first asked this question. But uh, that's good because we're going to walk through the text. We're going to walk through what this means, right? So here's some biblical data um, to uh to consider as we think about this whole question of whether or not God is present in hell. So Psalm 139 verses 7 to 9 says, Where shall I go from your spirit, or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. And if I bake my bed in Sheol, you are there. Now, a little bit of background knowledge going back to last week's episode. Sheol is uh, a Hebrew word um, that essentially meant grave or place of the dead. Um you know, this word, while this word isn't necessarily synonymous with the New Testament word for hell, which means eternal punishment, we can draw conclusions that God is present in the place of the dead, right? It says, if I make my bed in Sheol, or if I make my bed in the grave or in the place of the dead, you are there, right? And the psalmist is talking about God here, right? But then uh, kind of jumping forward a little bit to the New Testament, Second Thessalonians 1 verses 7 to 9 um, says, and it's talking about those who do not know God. Um, that they will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. Now, this seems to teach that those in hell are absent of the presence of God, which is kind of where we get a lot of that um, uh, sayings or rhetoric that hell is a place without the presence of God. This is kind of where a lot of that comes from. But then another interesting verse in Revelation seems to say something a little bit different. So Revelations verses four, or Revelation, sorry, uh, 14 verses 10 says he, and this he here is referring to the Antichrist, it says he also will drink the wine of God's wrath, poured full strength into the cup of his anger, and he will be tormented with fire and sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb, right? So this seems to be saying that the Antichrist and presumably those with him and in hell will actually be in the presence of God and, and the angels and the Lamb, right? It literally says, in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. So there is no doubt some confusion, um, even more confusion in your mind right now, right? So the question then comes, how do we deal with this confusion and this apparent contradiction? Well, what I'm going to suggest is that we need to look at what is meant by the word translated presence. And specifically, we need to look at the Greek words that are used. So... First, starting with the passage in Revelation, the word that is used for presence um, there is the Greek word inopion, which uh, essentially means in the presence of or before. Now, in most of our English Bibles and probably in your Bible and the most popular ones, the word is translated presence. And there is good reason for that. I did a quick survey and about 16 of the of the 30 most common English translations use the word presence and then about Seven use the word before, which is very similar, um, or uh, denotes the same kind of idea, which creates some confusion, though. But the remaining translations of those 30 um, translate the phrase in the sight of, 
Now, this is actually a much better translation of the word inopion, uh, as it is a, it's like a spatial word, right? It, su- it suggests proximity, right? Another way of thinking about it would say, I was present in class today, or the class was in the presence of the teacher. We're talking literal, physical presence, right? So that's kind of what that means. Now, in Second Thessalonians, the Greek word there, it's actually a different word, right? So it's actually the word prosopoao, um, which most often refers um, to a, a person's face or outward appearance is actually literally what it means. It has some uh, other interesting connotations to it. It's a bit more difficult uh, in terms of what it means. It's often referred to a divine person. This word is used a lot in like Trinitarian language. But the interesting thing here is that Paul seems to be taking this word right out of uh, the Greek translation of the Old Testament book, Isaiah 2.10, which let me see if I can just pull that up for you real quick. So it's, uh, oh, shoot. Sorry, I should have had this ready. Uh, Isaiah 2.10, yeah. So, um, so actually I'll start. Um, yeah, and I'll start at 210. It says, enter into the rock and hide in the dust from before the terror of the Lord and from the splendor of his majesty. So before is the word there. Um, and he's not just taking the word there. He's actually importing the context. And there's one, uh, theologian, a guy named Dr. Louis Burkhoff. He was a Dutch American theologian who, what he, how he understands that is that Paul is taking the context of that phrase, of that word, um, and using it to mean a total absence of the favor of God. Now, this is really different uh, when we talk about presence as uh, the lack of presence as an absence of the favor of God versus a lack of presence as not being in the physical presence of God. And I think this is a much more consistent understanding of hell as the uh, exact opposite of heaven, right? If heaven is a place of blessing and wholeness by being in fellowship with God— then um, uh, that's not necessarily being physically in physical proximity to him. But then hell, on the other hand, is actually a place of complete lack of blessing um, because no one is in fellowship with God, not necessarily because they're not in proximity of God, right? So ultimately then to answer the question, yes, God is present in hell in one way or another as he is omnipresent. But his presence, and I'm using quotations there, uh, as in his favor, his blessing, his fellowship, uh, all the goodness, the good things of God, that is not able to be had by any person in hell, right? Because you are now separated from the character and the person of God. Now, I think there's really been a lot of confusion about this. Uh, many people, including myself, we've really described hell as a place that's absence of the presence of God. And of course, there is a good reason for this. Like I did this, I think, in last week's um, uh, last week's episode, last week's answer. Um, but I think more accurately, hell is a place that is absent from the favor, goodness, and blessing of God. So that way we can hold um, – we can still hold the consistency of God's omnipresence. Um, now to kind of end here, I just kind of also end our little two part series on hell. Um, I just want to offer you one way that I've always conceived of hell and it's like this. So Genesis says that we are made in the image of God and that we are to reflect that image by being in relationship with God. Now choosing to reject that 
and to reject that or and to reject God in my mind that is hell you know having to live without relationship um with the one whose image is on us I think would bring great torment and ultimately that is what hell is right imagine being in the same room with a person you once you once had an amazing relationship with but now your relationship is strained Imagine how uncomfortable that is and how disappointing it is and honestly how tormenting that can be. So take that feeling but amplify it by like a million because God isn't just someone who you might have had a good relationship with in the past. He's actually the source of life and to be separated from the source of life literally means death and that is hell in my opinion. So I hope this question or I hope this answers your question. You know, feel free to reach out with any other questions around this topic or submit them and I will do my best to answer them. Always um, you know, there's a ton of more information you can you can go to um on this. I recommend checking out some other uh sources on this, you know, ask me, I'll give you some resources or you can just do the research yourself. But yeah, I really hope that this gave you a little bit of an understanding of hell of god's omnipresence and yeah i hope you enjoyed this episode and i hope you have a great week and we will see you next time